Hey guys, this is Axel Crow. You're watching the Three Count Podcast. I'm in fashion, roll with cold passion. Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Wintering, and now I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. And by now, after like our tuner than I don't know something episode. Just like your tribal chief, acknowledge me. Because like your favorite Sherpa that you've seen by now, it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring today? You can find this person at GXW. You can find this person. He is an actor, a wrestler. He is a hardcore fanatic. And he is a mentor to some. He is Axel Crow. Doing, guys? (laughs) What up, man? Not much. Just chilling. How about you? just enjoying enjoying the day and enjoying life man right now so it's just it's cool because like you know we ran into each other a couple times and like you know we've been able to have like great conversations and stuff just like in and out of the ring so i definitely was like yo this being one of our two part episodes that we're gonna drop for halloween i was like who else can we have except for the man of greatness here so thank you for coming on the show yes sir thank you for having me Hell yeah. So let's jump right into when I got the first question I'm going to ask you is, who is Axel Crow? So the story behind Axel Crow is more so they say in wrestling that you take life experience and you times them by a hundred or a thousand or whatever. Um, so uh, Axel Crow is basically a branch off the uh, abuse I experienced in life at one point. Um, and I just took that and created something that I could portray and it would be fun and, and I don't know, just entertaining. Uh, but Axel Crow is, he basically was raised in a dark carnival uh, and was abused by his parents. And then one day he found the strength in something that, I guess the voices in his head and he found the strength uh, to basically overcome them and escape from the prison that his parents kept him in. Yo, I like it though. And, and and the one thing I do like too is that you could tell like with your makeup, right? That it's heavily uh borrowed from one of my favorite movies of all time. I even should say one of my favorites, but my favorite movie of all time, right? I'm a massive crow fan myself. Yes, me and too. to see to see Eric's face paint, I was like, ah, I know this all too well. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was I was wanting the, the crow vibe but i didn't i was i'm trying to branch it from not being too crowy so like not too copyright but then i have the problem too where people are like you look like a juggalo and <laughs> i get all that so i definitely really aiming towards the crow i don't know just growing up watching that movie it just inspired me in some type of way it just wasn't out a lot you know i'd put on the movie and just kind of relax and just forget for a moment or two and so when i was doing discovering the face paint um, I just thought I'd give it a try and it just kind of fit with everything. Obviously a little more gory and bloody, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's something about like that movie that like when people sit down to actually watch it and kind of vibe with it, they learn a lot about like, not just like the movie itself or like even just Eric as a character, but they learn a lot about, like themselves. Cause they kind of kind of see themselves like in some aspect of like, like, especially with, the trauma, right? And they, like yeah. you said, like you had experienced some trauma, you kind of tend to relate to like where everybody's at, right? Whether you're 
chilling out with fun boy, you know, on a bed, like getting high or your, you know, your T, uh, T hawk and you know, you're just a, a sucker for uh gas. Right. So it's just like, you see like all the aspects of everybody and, and, and you kind of relate to one of the characters, even though let's be real, like Eric is a good guy in it, but yet somehow you find yourself like always wanting to be like, fire it up, fire it up. Just cause the way the movie just like blends to you. Yeah. It's such a great movie, man. <laughs> Yo. So how did you get into the business? Um, so, I mean, I kind of grew up around it, not anything professionally as a kid growing up. Um, just my uncles just kind of doing their own thing. But as I got older, I realized that that wasn't for me and I wanted to do something better. Um, and I actually met a guy named, uh, Billy the Kid. Uh, I guess he had wrestled back in the day and he knew Dave McLeod of GXW. So he, uh, basically talked to him and got me in and I started in GXW and just fell in love with it. Yeah, I like that. So I need to know because we have so many people who are dying to know this question because it's something I ask everybody. What's the worst bump you've taken? The worst bump I've taken? Hmm. Definitely on like any hard surface like concrete or something like that is definitely the worst bump. Um, but the most insane bump I've taken was basically through a ladder off of a, a it was like a one story structure. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that was the worst, but I mean, I kind of chilled out after that. Yeah, I feel like once you have like that one bump where you're like, you know what, maybe I don't really want to take all these kind of like nasty bumps. I'm just I'm just gonna say no to certain ones. Like Yeah, try to keep it under control and not kill my body before I'm thirty. Right. That's a that's always a top thing. I know like I ask that question every time to people because like at the end of the day, someone's gonna be like, Yo, what's the worst bump you've ever taken? And I'm gonna be like, I really didn't take a lot because my podcast let me know about all the bumps I don't wanna take. Yeah. That way I can just be like, hey, you know what? I saw someone say they took that bump before and they said it sucked. And I'm not really about that life. <laughs> yeah, no. See, like when I first started, I really was I wanted I was wanting to do more of the hardcore style. Uh not so much deathmatch, but like the fine line between the deathmatch and hardcore right there. Right. Um, and then I really just the more I thought about it, I was like, ah, is it worth it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nah, I think I'm just gonna go ahead and just like go that way. <laughs> I can do I can do certain things, but going all out like I see some of these guys do, I definitely don't want to do all that. Listen, I so you know because a lot of people like they'll talk to me about stuff and they'll be like, "Man, what do you what do you think of deathmatch wrestling?" And I'm like, "Yo, that is an art form. It's not my art form, no. but that is definitely an art form that you got to pay attention to because I'm like, there's there's like um I don't want to say there's like there's like this weird artistic vibe." That when you watch someone like Nick Cage bust out a pizza cutter and just like runs it over somebody's face or like the way that they hit with their, you know, with light tubes or like the stories that are being told. Like I know some people are like, there's no story. It's just guys beating each other with with. Yeah, cool. But I think so. And I watch like the way Nick moves and stuff in the ring. I'm like, yo, this guy is actually working. He's working really well. Yeah. It's just yeah. a lot of people were like, oh, but there's so many weapons, so much blood, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, whatever, man. Then don't watch it. There's like yeah. a million other promotions out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do have an appreciation for like deathmatch wrestling, hardcore wrestling. Like definitely, I can definitely see like 
I watch uh like I watch Sicken do match after match where he's like, I'm gonna do this ladder match and I'm gonna do a table match, I'm gonna do a you know, this thun- uh Lego spot. And I'm like, All right, man, you do you. I'm not yeah. doing any of that. <laughs> I mean the Legos and the ladders, yes. I don't know how to the extent, you know, I've always wanted to do a cage match and do something crazy during a cage match. So I don't know if the opportunity presents itself in the right moment. It just depends. I could definitely, I, th- I definitely want to do a cage match. I don't know like how crazy I would do with like the cage though. Like I just, I just don't have the idea in my mind, but I think the other part that I worry about is like the moment that my mind decides, Hey man, I want to do a thumbtack spot. I'm like, we, we probably should think about getting out of the business because we've gone too far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yo. Uh, all right. So then you go to a show, you have fun or you go to like conventions or whatever. You having fun. What's that post-match meal post convention snack that you got to have? Um, an orange for real. Not really a meal, just something, something a little, you know, citrusy, just to kind of get, get me going. Um, but as long as far as a full meal is concerned, it just depends on the day and where I'm at. Mm. I don't have anything in particular that I would choose. That makes sense. I mean, like, I know for me, like, I love like getting stuff from like, I, I like getting a chicken sandwich. I don't really care where it's from, whether it's like Wawa's or. Rofo, or we're even talking about sheets, right? I just want a chicken sandwich because, like, I don't know. I feel like it's heavy enough to where it's gonna last me whenever I'm going, whenever I'm going back home. But it's yeah. light enough that I'm just like, I don't feel like complete garbage afterwards. Although I do know somebody who's like, we have to get Wendy's every single time we leave this one place. And I'm like, I, I, I like Wendy's, and it's sometimes their food is delicious. But I'm like, God bless, man. Every single time we have to go to Wendy's. <laughs> Yo, I like the uh, variety. I like to switch it up. Yeah, I was like, you know, I I think for me, my uh my pre match ritual is like I have to have I have a pack of gummy bears. They're always in my bag, like always in my bag. And all the other wrestlers that uh that go to different promotions that know me know I have them. So they're always asking for like, Yo, let me give me give me some gummy bears. Let me get some gummy bears. Let me do this. Let me do and uh. They know I have them, so it's like my pre-match ritual is like I'm always like smacking on like I don't know handful of gummy bears before any any show because I'm just like I'm always getting nervous. So I'm like let me control my anxiety. And, yeah, like, that nervous eating gummy nervous. bears. <laughs> yeah, it gets my mind off of it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but let me ask you, what's one of the hardest lessons that you've had to learn in the business? Um. When I first started out, you know, I expected everybody to kind of just like me. Um, and, I mean, I learned the hard way also, you know, not to wear your, your heart on your sleeves. Don't take everything personal. You know, just – and that was the hardest thing for me. I thought everybody was out to get get me. But, I mean, when I started GXW, I think I was 16 or 17 years old. Um, so I was still young, but – once I got past that, and then just kind of learning to, you know, don't, you can have an ego, but don't be too aggressive with it. Don't be an asshole about it. Just, you know, keep everything right. 
it's just a bunch. I mean, like I said, when I started out as a kid, it was just hard getting in because all these adults around me and I'm just a kid. And it's like you, you're trying to impress everybody, but it's just not going to happen. <laughs> no, I like that, though. It's like this expectation that like, hey, like, you know, we're all in this together. We're all supposed to be one big team. And, and sometimes it just doesn't happen that way, right? Like, mm-hmm. everybody's going to like you. No one's going to – no one's actively going to search out and put you under their wing and say, hey, yo, come with me, right? It You just kind of have to, like, go around and, like – and more or less what people always tell me is, like, you got to earn that respect. Like, yep. so when you show up to a new locker room or you go to talk to people, like, you have to go out of your way to, like, meet them, talk to them, say what's up, and then, like, you'll earn their respect, and then you can start talking to them, like, talking more about them. And then eventually, at some point, someone's going to be like, hey, yo, stop doing that. Let me start taking care of you. Let me smarten you up to the business, kid. That's, like, the one I hear all the time. (laughs) Yo, but what kind of advice would you give to, like, up-and-coming wrestlers? Um, Definitely stick with it. Uh, Don't just give up because you feel it's hard or you feel uh, nobody is really on your side or anything like that. Just don't let little thoughts get in the way or control you like get like achieving your dreams, like go sh- full, full, full forced for your uh, dreams and don't stop just because somebody said you can't do it. Yeah. I feel like that's something that a lot of people like, it was weird because we were talking about this today, the other day uh, at, my, at my job and I was at my shoot job that we were talking about. Um, there's all these people out there who are like are looking to tear you down and to tell yep. you that uh, like, oh, well, you really think you're going to be able to do this? And then the reason why they're trying to put those limits on you is because they've put those limits on themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like when I was growing up as a kid, like I would hear everybody talk about like, I'm going to be a football player. I'm going to be a wrestler. I'm going to be. Not really like a professional wrestler, but like an Olympic wrestler, or I'm gonna be in an NBA, or I'm playing an MLB, or I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And while things may change, right, in life, like you kind of like set yourself up, right? And I say that in the sense that there's there's gonna be people out there who have always dreamed about being like a cop, like there's no doubt about it, or a firefighter, or like an EMT, right, or a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. There are some of those people who like I'm gonna be a pro athlete, and then like somewhere in there like somebody told them do you really think that you're going to be the one that makes it and they're like maybe i won't and someone says do think realistically and then they're like yeah i'm going to think realistically i'll i'll do this and then i'll do that and i'll go for this and then you're like why did you give up on the dream just because some dude told you that you weren't going to make it i was told by um my friend she's a teacher out in indiana she had a student she had a student that was dressed up as it was career day and you're supposed to show up as you wanted to what you wanted to be when you grew up. Yeah. And this one kid showed up as a pro football player and the teacher told him you should be more realistic in what you think you should, what you're going to be like, yo, this kid is like a third grader and you're telling you're smashing his dreams already. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. People are definitely like that. Hard. I mean, I guess it, it's, it's real life, but at the end of the day, like you can do anything you want. If you put your mind full, like, all into it like so i don't see i mean, I, guess, I don't know that's i don't think anybody should tell anybody that i think everybody should support each other and help everybody achieve what they want instead of putting them down like i i just recently was reading there was a story it's like four years ago actually i'll tell you talk about it uh there's like a 63 year old man who made a college football team as the kicker 
Like, yo, he's 60 something years old. He's on the football field. He's kicking yeah, football. It's like he made the team. I'm not saying he was the starter. I'm just saying he made the team. And that's the that's the thing though. Like you're talking about he's 60 something years old. My friend, a close friend of mine named Roman Roselle, he's the oldest collegiate wrestler. Like you know, out of Arizona State. Like he wrestled yeah. one year. And like he was uh he was uh ex he's a he was a Green Beret and then he wanted to he got medically retired. He went into uh, Arizona State. Walk like they told him, "Hey, let's walk. Try to walk on the team." He walked on the team, became a mentor, and yo, he had one wrestling match in the D one. Like, he's the oldest wrestler. Like, don't tell people they can't do something. Yeah, for real, no, do whatever. Yeah, and now <laughs> Life now is- Roman's living his dream, being a pro wrestler too. Yeah. <laughs> So I was like, yo, I just think people are just, they just want to limit everybody else around them because they want to make sure that they feel good about themselves. Yeah. And I'm like, you got to chill out. Like, encourage yeah. everybody to do whatever they got to do. Yeah, even yourself. <laughs> Man, yeah, that's a big one, too. Like, we're we're all our own harshest critics. And at the oh, end yeah. of the day, like, we've, sometimes you kind of need to do that. Just kind of make yourself eat some humble pie every once in a while. But other times, like, the problem is, is that you do it so often that it becomes, like, a scapegoat. Well, I would do this, but I know that I can't. Well, how do you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I beat myself right. up a lot. I'm trying to figure out how to battle that. But there's times where I'm like, oh, I got I got this. I can do whatever I want. And then there's some days where I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think this is going to happen. <laughs> I, I feel like the problem, like, especially for me, like, I can be fully transparent with this is that I know a lot of promoters because I bring a lot of people on the show, right? And I talk to them all the time. But I'm also afraid to go in their DMs and be like, hey, man, like, what do you think about booking me? Or, hey, you know, here my name's, you know, my name's Red Dog. This is who I am, blah, 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 blah. And I'm afraid of getting into people's DMs because, like, I'm like, yo, they're going to say no. Yeah. But you never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) taking that lead. Yeah, you got to be able to be like, hey, man, like, just, just reach out. You know, and I know, like, for me, especially, I'm, I'm very, like, it's very funny to see myself be like, yeah, I, I won't, I won't approach you about me being on your show, but I'll approach you about being on my podcast. I'm like, it makes no sense. Like, I have a platform and I should definitely be utilizing it. And I, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, so seeing that you've been in the GXW locker room, I do need, because, you know, you are familiar with it i need one do and one don't of the locker room um one do uh definitely uh greet everybody and be nice and respect everybody um a don't would be just acting a fool in the locker room doing whatever you want just not respecting everybody around you and just kind of being an ass (laughs) Yeah, you will be removed out of locker rooms for doing that. Yeah. Quick. <laughs> Leave people's stuff alone. Don't touch anybody else's stuff. That's the craziest part is just like what – like unless you have permission from that person to like go in their bag, like why would you ever want to do that? I don't know. I've seen people take people's like wrestling tape, their arm tape. It's, it's like what, what's the point, man? If you need someone, why you just ask? <laughs> yeah. Instead, you just went in there and took it, and then, yeah. yeah, it makes no sense. I, I'm that guy that like I have wrist tape like on me like almost all the time, and all you got to do is like, just just be like, hey yo, can I borrow some wrist tape? I'm like hell yeah, like I'm, 
I don't wear, I don't, honestly, I don't wear wrist tape. I just have it because I know everybody else needs wrist tape. Like, I, I'm just that guy. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Like, little backup too, just in case. Yeah. I was like, yo, just ask. That's it. It's simple. Like, you don't got to go in my bag. I'll just get it for you. It's okay. Unless they tell you exactly where it's at, then don't worry about it. But yo, all right, so let's get into the second best segment of the three count podcast. Probably trying to figure out what the first is. It's that guy right there. It's the Red Dogs Power Rankings that you can sometimes find on our debate show. Recently, it hasn't been coming back because I just refuse to retire it, and Chaz is now winning this battle. Just <laughs> I'll, someday it'll come back. But this is the three count podcast, 10 count questions. And Mr. Crow, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. Whatever your answer is, that's your answer. Okay. All right. I'm so good. we're going to put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing! And in the words of Mike Goldberg, here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Oh, Raw. Favorite cartoon? Scooby-Doo. Uh, Android or Apple? Uh, Apple. Favorite movie? It Chapter 2. Let's go. Uh, Freddy or Jason? Freddy. Okay. Favorite actor? Johnny Depp. Okay. Brandon Lee or Edward Furlong? Brandon Lee. Let's go. Favorite podcast? This one. That's right. It's not <laughs> like we have this marketed everywhere for y'all to see. <laughs> Nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Um, Mason Martin. I love the Baltimore Bees. He has been on this podcast before, but we do got to bring him back for now entering 201. Definitely know that's got to be a thing. It will happen. Don't worry. You guys will see that. Um, and then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show. Favorite curse word? Damn. Damn is a good one. I feel <laughs> like you'll put that literally everywhere. <laughs> Yo, so... That is all my questions I do have for you. But the last thing I have that I need you to do is let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on uh, TikTok at ExelCrow666, uh, Facebook at Corey Patterson, um, or Instagram at ExelCrow666. Same thing. There you go. He gave you his handles. He told you where you could find him. And then, you know, he even gave you a shoot name. That's yeah. Wild. <laughs> but like every good part of a wrestling match, we got to take this home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast Presents Now Entering, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. But like every good Sherpa, which I would like to think I am, it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring and who's entering the ring. You see him right there. Axel Crow himself in the ring. And uh, you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there. Or you're legitimately following us on all the social media platforms right there at the bottom. You're subscribed to our YouTube channel. You're following us on Spotify. You're giving us those five-star frog splash reviews on Apple Podcasts. You're doing all that stuff. You're commenting on every single thing that we're doing. You're even telling your friends to come check out all of our stuff. You're doing all of that. Or you're really just kind of waiting for this episode to end, waiting for the outro, and then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to Twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. 
Go to IG at the three count pod. Give us a like, give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anchor.fm forward slash the three count podcast and in there you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. At ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.